Moth gets Grogu. This is spoilers. I like it. Mothra? Short and sweet, baby. This is spoilers. That happens at the very end of episode 14 of The Mandalorian, and we'll get there. But first, can we just go around really quick, east to east? Just say where you're recording from and who you are so we can get through this quickly. <laughs> I like it. Uh, Mikey recording from Goshen, Indiana. This is weird without a question. It's <laughs> really freaking yeah, weird. It's awkward, man. It's like attendance. <laughs> like here. Just really quick, without spoiling maybe like your favorite part of these two episodes, just what was your kind of favorite scene set? Uh, scene set? Like, uh, like setting, planet. Oh, I, I love uh, that little... Of the two. Yeah, I love that little garden that our baddie had in the first episode that was so different from the shitty outside world that she had a nice <laughs> garden in her little palace thing. I thought that was nice. See, there's more than two scene sets, Corey, because each episode has scene sets within it. Sorry, I didn't go to film school. <laughs> P- PK, you're up. Uh, superhero correspondent PK, recording from South Bend, Indiana, and uh, I loved the little Jedi fallen ruins, whatever, that Grogu had his little trip on. It was great. Mm-hmm. This the scene set stone. The seeing stone. Pappy? Uh, this is Pappy recording from Louisville, Colorado. Yeah, I also like the seeing stone, like the little Zordon esque force field that was around <laughs> Grogu. Thought that was Rangers. really cool. Rangers, Kyla. Uh, this is Corey recording out of Tython. Nice. I really liked Tython because I live there, so that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> It is Simi Valley, from what I understand. It's been really hard to track down information about that. but I miss driving through those mountains. Um, it looks very much like this area. It is suspected to be this area. I think it is. So that's cool. That is pretty cool. I don't think they shoot any of this in Goshen, do they, Mikey? Uh, None of these no, worlds are... No. <laughs> Only Fort Wayne. Fort Wayne is apparently the best Indiana region right not a big backdrop for uh crack houses in star wars <laughs> universe so I, I don't think ocean works out too lonesome well. jim is a great movie <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're missing fort wayne correspondent brett and we're also missing stevie he had baby problems right pappy he was actually gonna host tonight right yeah he's got a newborn so he's got to take care of his family so we're gonna have a communal host led by ushered by josh very graciously. He has to take care of Grogu. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Wherever I go, he goes. But let's start with episode 13. PK, you mentioned it before, just at the at the drop of her name, you almost screamed inside uh, of your pants. Uh, we, we see her ignite lightsabers. Inside of his pants. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a fucking cable guy reference? <laughs> She ignites her lightsabers within the first, what, 20 seconds of this episode? Yeah. And who is, I was who not, is she? I was not ready for that. Um, Ahsoka Tano, the, one of the greatest Star Wars characters of all time. Uh, I was in Illinois with my girlfriend meeting her family for Thanksgiving, which was pretty crazy. And I was planning on waiting till the next day when we got back to my place to watch it. But I kept kind of like trying to avoid spoilers. And I knew she was going to be in the episode, but I, I, told my girlfriend, I was like, we're watching it tonight, so you're being introduced to Mandalorian tonight, so, and I remember, you know, they, they open with the gong, and there, you see some 
laser fire in the distance and I was kind of joking around. I was like, oh man, I hope they're shooting at Ahsoka. And then you just see that bright white light and it was just like, oh my God. It was so cool. So PK is going to be really unbiased tonight. Totally objective. <laughs> oh, I'm reviews. giving both these episodes <laughs> rock hard Vigo. Yes. So spoiler alert. Pap, I want to throw this to you. Casual Star Wars and yeah. then Corey too. But like Normie Pappy. Just seeing Ahsoka Tan a good episode of Mando make? Um, you know, I she's new to me, so I, I, I don't know. Like, it's... I, I didn't learn a lot about her, per se. And it's kind of being, like, such a normie. Like, it's kind of like, okay, do I have to go watch, like, three YouTube videos to understand who she is or, like, a whole animated series? But I don't know. Um, I, I liked... The include I like this level of inclusion of the Jedi, right? Like, like when we get too much into like Jedi and referencing like uh, the prequel temples on Coruscant and stuff, like that makes me a little bit nervous. But like, just the fact that she's kind of like in and out, I thought it was like an appropriate level of Jedi involvement from that perspective. Kylo, I know you want to chime in on Ahsoka. Yeah, Ahsoka's fine. I mean, I'm watching the Clone Wars right now, as are you, Josh, and we're doing separate podcasts on that but i'm at the point in the clone wars where i haven't started liking her yet <laughs> she does kind of start off as an annoying person <laughs> yeah and i think that was kind of the case with a lot of fans when she was first introduced she's you know she was young and uh, she has a great arc from what i understand but i'm not an ahsoka fanboy i think like pappy it's great to have like this level of involvement like she's just like someone that the mandalorian meets in his quest and you know it's we only see as much of her as is connected to his story this episode is called the jedi and there's kind of like a one-man siege happening to this town the city is calodon on the planet corvus mikey can you explain what this uh swamp ass planet (laughs) looks like (laughs) um well uh, I guess it has to do mostly with uh, the big baddie of the episode. Um, you guys remember what her name is? It's just called her... the Magistrate. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember hearing her name, but the Magistrate, uh, I guess she's like uh, also using this planet for resources or, or something, and she's made a bunch of money, and she's just like kind of destroying... Uh, the planet at the same time. So capitalism at its finest here uh, mm-hmm. is full <laughs> force. But yeah, she's just kind of like making everybody miserable because there's like nothing left of this planet. And uh, she's kind of like now a, in charge of the town. She's holding people prisoner and stuff and everybody's having a really awful time in town. And I guess Ahsoka Tano is here to liberate everybody, uh, but she's kind of only, yeah, she's like you said, Josh, she's just by herself, so she doesn't really have any sort of great plan going in there. She's got Michael Bean, though. Is she there to liberate people? Is she not? Uh, It seems she's more there just to get that information about Admiral Thrawn. her, Her master. Yeah. Which, that was... Like, I remember reading those books when I was in eighth or ninth grade, like the height of my nerddom. And, <laughs> like, I don't know. It seemed like a really heavy 
name drop at that moment, but basically at the beginning of the episode, Mando and Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka have to team up and like it's un it's an unlikely team because Jedi and Mandalorians are like age old enemies, but Pappy, can you after they team up, can you just kind of give us a high level view of what actually happens here in the episode, kind of the course of events? Yeah, I think like the main thing which you alluded to in the opening was that Grogu, Baby Yoda now has a name and that there's a kind of telepathic connection that Ahsoka and Grogu share. I guess, are we going to call him Grogu or are we going to keep calling him Baby Yoda? I'm curious as to where you guys... Well, I think it's funny because like that scene where they start to kind of train him or try and like she tells Mando to, to, you know to try to connect with him and he's like alright kid and she walks right up to his face and says Grogu like I'm pretty sure that was her <laughs> talking to the entire audience of the show like this is what his name is <laughs> call him so, this. Yeah. yeah I don't know I, I like his name so I, I like to call him Grogu every time you say the word Grogu he makes this adorable sound like Dar. and it is great <laughs> <laughs> what else happens though, Pappy? Because Mando and Rosario Dawson have to kind of burn through a lot of guards and stuff, but to what end? Yeah, they're, like you said, they're burning through a lot of guards. Uh, eventually, there's some people who are in the town who have been imprisoned in these, like, power chain crucified things. They were definitely the Christ like characters of the episode, but they're, like, <laughs> hung up there and they get freed. And it's Mando versus. What's his name? Uh, Michael Bean, and it's Rosario Dawson versus the magistrate. And I, and I kind of I did like the scene quite a bit because it, it flashes between the magistrates using what like a Beskin spear. Is that what it's Beskar? It's awesome. Beskar. Yeah, it's it's the Mandalorian metal. It's pretty badass versus like a dual lightsaber wielding Jedi. It's a pretty interesting matchup. But like even more interesting is that it keeps cutting back to. Michael Bean and the Mandalorian in this like old West style standoff. So old West that like, as the Mandalorian walks up, there's like the sound of spurs basically. Like it could be like <laughs> a spaghetti Western, like for the exact same sound effects, but like you're, you're kind of hearing the side sound effects of the battle in the background, like as Mando and Michael Bean are talking shit to each other. I, I really liked that part. I thought that was one of the best parts of the episode. Yeah. Same here. It's very reminiscent of, uh, what he does in Tombstone, you remember, with Doc Holliday at the very end? Mm-hmm. And he's in that movie as Johnny Ringo. <laughs> it's just kind of like the the showdown, because he was built up to be, like, the magistrate's, like, number one, like, right-hand man. And uh, they kind of have just their little, like, draw moment. And, of course, Mando comes out on top. I think it just showed off how awesome the soundtrack is and how it's perfect. Like, it's space western i don't even it's its own <laughs> genre now of music and not only the soundtrack but the sound design itself like the during that fight like like i've, I've said it multiple times in this part i love action scenes with with minimal music and i think that scene was like a perfect example you know they start off as like it's all quiet they both are like squaring up in their their poses and that first strike you know there's just the best guard going against the lightsaber. I think it was so cool to hear those like clashing sounds of the metal versus the the whatever the fuck kind of sound a lightsaber makes, whatever you would call that. But 
yeah, I think the sound design in this show has has been amazing so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds great. And you said kind of to what end? I guess like you said, the name drop of Grand Admiral Thrawn is mentioned. That part um, got me hyped up. Which can I talk about that for a second, please? I thought that was maybe poor storytelling to drop his name at like the height of a dramatic moment. I was thinking about this the other day, and it seems like hearing his name for the first time, especially for someone like you, Pat, just seems like it'd play better if she was talking to Mando about it, and you could kind of get his reaction. I don't know. How did, how did that play for you? I thought it was a little over the top. I don't, you know, like, did I they didn't... play dun-dun-dun? Yeah. I, I, again, I didn't recognize the name i don't know it is kind of we're gonna get into it in like the next episode as well and i think that maybe i liked it even more there i guess because it's more on theme with like the mandalorian and stuff but you know at the end of the day there's only one piece of star wars media ever made that's not reliant on another piece of star wars media for context and that's the first star wars movie ever made and like true the phantom menace yeah no 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 that that is not accurate but like i don't know and like it's just it's just weird to me to i'm gonna like i guess veer off a little bit i want to know what you think about this josh because like one of the central theses themes of the last jedi is let the past die kill it if you have to and i think he's like you know pretty explicitly talking about you know like moving on with star wars and like everyone seemed to love that movie and now everyone seems to love just like Oh, the references. Like, and I don't really necessarily have a problem with it because, like I said, a lot of it's new to me. But, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, Josh, you seem a little annoyed by the. Is it shoehorned for you? Is that is that what you're getting at? <sighs> I do think it's a little shoehorned. And, like I said, I just think they could have played that a little bit closer to the chest instead of a moment when, like, a lightsaber is up to someone's throat and there's heavy music. Um, What's the uh, significance of this guy? He's a fucking badass. <laughs> it just sounds Everybody corny. has a badass name in this universe. What are you talking He's about? He's a blue guy with Broken. red eyes and wears a fresh white suit and is like a tactical military genius that basically is like the opposite of what typical Imperial officers are. He's like, he lets like subordinates come up with ideas and like if it's a good idea, he's going to run with it because he's smart. It's like he doesn't rule by necessarily fear but like you know if you're not on his side you're definitely gonna fear this motherfucker because he's he's also a fucking savage when it comes to combat too so yeah that all sounds fucking amazing but like me and pappy we don't know any of these guys and it's just like can we get a hologram of this guy running around and cutting (laughs) the dude's head off or something or how cool is he i just want to know it was super cool for me, like when I heard that. But like at the same time, I I totally am on board with what you're saying, Josh. Like a lot of people that are just more Mandalorian fans, not deep into the Star Wars lore, were probably like, "Huh? Who? Grand Admiral Prawn?" I mean, but at the same time, like I said, like let's say you had never seen anything else Star Wars, right? Like I don't think that I would be mad about that guy's name per se and i wouldn't you know it wouldn't bother me when someone from an animated series shows up or i wouldn't think it was cool like i would be a little bit confused as to why i think like why i'm supposed to think this boba fett guy is so cool like it's like the show is like definitely like hyping him up in like the next episode but like i don't know if you had no context i think 
I, it's a fine line, right? And I think it's doing okay-ish. They're doing a lot of setup. Yeah, I'm just curious to see if they're setting up like a spinoff for Ahsoka and she's going to be going after Thrawn in like potentially her own series or like, because I mentioned before, I think it was either the first or second episode of this. It was one of the two episodes that we did so far for this season. Like Giancarlo Esponito or however you say his name, Moff Gideon had a quote like saying a lot of the stuff that happens this season is laying the groundwork for like seasons three and four. So now I'm starting to think, you know, Maybe, like Josh said in the last episode, maybe Moff Gideon does get taken out more early on in the series and maybe Thrawn will become the big bad. But yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to show up in this show or if he's going to be in a completely different series and they're just setting up that. But who knows? Corey, before we get out of this episode, I want to throw it to you because I think one of the things that's frustrating in a good way is how vague uh, Ahsoka's place in the world is now at the time of like this happening yeah where where do you think she is on her path of jedi like obviously she's seen her master become darth vader to some extent but yeah what just fill out some color on her like in your mind's eye where is she at i i mean from the little amount of research i've done she's probably doing things that are connected to the series rebels the timelines kind of coincide a little bit so she's probably uh everyone's talking about um what's the guy from ezra everyone's talking about ezra online right now saying that she's probably looking for ezra so i mean it might be that i don't know a whole lot about the rebels timeline other than that he's you know a former jedi like her and he was kind of like lost in time or something at the end of that series but but. is she like a jedi or sith or just like a straight mercenary that can use the force at this point ahsoka yeah she leaves the jedi order that you'll you'll i don't want to say too much because you'll you'll see that in clone wars that's kind of part of her this is story arc she gets yeah so yeah she gets framed for like a crime against the senate and like she obviously knows it wasn't her and they like come after her hard and eventually they find out oh sorry you didn't do it so we're sorry and then she's just like all right well the jedi way is like definitely got a lot of flaws so she basically says peace i'm out and anakin gets bummed out and then i think that's partially the reason she kind of feels guilty for you know abandoning her master when the next time she sees him or one of the next time she sees him not the last time but um, is in the Rebel series, and she actually fights against him as Darth Vader. So it's like, I feel like she has some guilt and feels like she's partially responsible for what happens to him. But yeah, she's not actually a Jedi. So that's one of the reasons why people are kind of confused about the title of the episode. I do want to add a little bit. So that she, the, the whole point of this episode was for Mando to finally deliver grogu to a jedi like he's finally gonna release him to one of his own right that doesn't happen she says i can't train him too much fear in him very classic jedi master stuff they never want to train anyone there's always a reason that they can't do it they're pretty lazy aren't they yeah (laughs) i gotta study for an exam so (laughs) can't train him i have a goddamn veterinary exam tomorrow (laughs) but she tells him to go to a new place which is the next episode and um i I think it's either going to be that she 
does end up coming back to train him, because that's, you know, pretty classic Star Wars stuff right there. Or we're going to get a new Jedi, but uh, it's probably going to be the former. That'd be cool. I'd be down for any of that stuff. Mikey, let's get into episode 14. It's called The Tragedy. It's real sad at the end, but at the beginning, it's it's so warm and fuzzy. We got Baby Yoda Grogu and Mando playing with this ball. I I think this is kind of an important scene. Do you remember this? Uh, Well, the ball thing comes up a lot. Uh, It's kind of like the way they've kind of like formed a friendship around it uh it's kind of how mando gets the baby baby grogu to like kind of use his powers because he's like a cat with this ball he's like obsessed with it and he's always trying to grab it and it's the one thing he'll use his powers for so yeah um and then it comes in later after his ship blows up that the ball is like the only thing that survives so the ball is like really important to their relationship. It's his favorite toy. And it's not a toy. But this interaction specifically, he's like testing him and baby there's like so much back and forth that just shows like the depth of the relationship. He's like, take this out of my hand using the force and he does and he does it with like such force that Mando curses and the curse he uses is Dank Ferric. <laughs> <laughs> I rewound it and read the CCs, so I had that in my notes. But I also love that right before that he he's like just saying his name over and over, like ah, nope, I know your nope. name, bitch. And he's like he gets so hyped when he responds. Let's be like that, or whatever noise he makes. <laughs> <laughs> it's adorable. Pappy, did this make you like n- like Stevie two episodes ago called this happening soon? in this in the course of the season here i think he was off by one episode actually but did this scene make it feel like yep baby yoda's getting taken away here uh i mean i was actually kind of surprised i was shocked because i actually i think the way it went down is i said robert rodriguez is up directing an upcoming episode and stevie said oh baby Yoda's getting kidnapped for sure and lo and behold it's the robert rodriguez directed episode <laughs> but I don't know. I was really impressed by that call from Stevie. Uh, but I, I loved that cute moment. But there's also this moment when they're like, he's circling in on like the stone planet. And it does very much look like California <laughs> as they're going down. And like, he's like, well, we can't land. We have to like go without windows. And it's like him on the jetpack with Baby Yoda and like the Mandalorian like theme <laughs> like plays once. Like that moment got me so excited for some reason. I freaking love that. What sucks about that is, is he uses the jetpack to such avail there, but he like doesn't have it the rest of the episode. Super yeah. frustrating. <laughs> they sure do create a reason for him to set it down, don't they? <laughs> 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 well, he gets to that place. He's jetpacks over there, sets Baby Yoda down on like this rock, and while he's kind of looking around for a power switch, Grogu touches it and actually starts like utilizing it and gets put into like pap you called it the zordon force field (laughs) right he's just in there meditating supposedly you know just blasting out signals throughout the universe i'd imagine but in the meantime everything bad is unfolding around him unbeknownst to little baby yoda are you guys shocked to see boba fett in here again so soon and so seemingly permanently like let, let's just get into it boba fett is no. part of the squad now i was telling my wife the day before this came out i was like it's time for boba fett to pay off like 
the two teases, like something needs to happen now. And what do you know? He comes in this episode looking like Uncle Fester. (laughs) (laughs) He shows up with Mulan. I feel like that's weird because I, I felt like the story writing would have been great if he just appeared like the one time. Was it necessary to bring... I love him bringing him back, but I'm just saying like both ways I thought could live on their own, so it came as a surprise to me. I avoided spoilers really well with this episode. No, I mean, they did a whole episode about why he needs to come in contact with the Mandalorian. (laughs) You know, him getting the armor. Like, that Mm -hmm. was the point of that episode, I feel. And now it's necessary because Mando needs a ship, and he's supplying a ship for him, essentially. Kylo, can I ask you a question? Yeah. How does one even survive that Sarlacc pit? Like, I've always thought, found that to be like the least satisfying part of Boba Fett coming back. It's like, no one's ever really gone, even if you fall into like the jaws of like a monster. Like, how did he get, how did he get out of that? Yeah, that's a little unbelievable. I mean, they set up the Sarlacc to be like, you go in this thing and you're fucking done. Uh, in, in the old comics, I think I have them actually. Um, he like just jetpacked out of there. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> that would make sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know what his current story is going to be. It might have to do, uh, with the crate dragon. That's what, uh, yeah. one video I saw suggested. It does look like this Boba Fett has been digested a bit. Yeah, yeah it's a little true. scaly. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little acid washed. <laughs> he's a little leathery. Yeah. PK, are you on the boba train? Oh yeah. I mean, how can you not be after the badassery that he pulls off? Like even before he got his army back, like that Tuscan Raider weapon that he was using, that was fucking brutal. Like yeah, I love the fact cool that this show is has shown stormtroopers are still stormtroopers but also now they're just getting completely destroyed like that one where he just breaks the the helmet and then you actually see him laying there and his helmet's just like split in half you're like that dude is 1000% dead like in a brutal way which I mean going back to the last episode I know a lot of people are like wanting like dismemberment in more Star Wars when it comes to lightsabers so it's like it's essentially, you know, they're making this, you know, family friendly, but man, that was brutal and I loved it. Hard to believe this is the guy that got like goofily knocked into the Sarlacc by accident <laughs> by Han Solo, right? Like just kind of like accidentally hit him in the back and then he just, I don't know, flew against the barge, fell into the Sarlacc pit. He didn't go out in a very like respectful manner, I feel, in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> I just also I love I don't know if you guys caught it but I'm sure Corey did uh, like when he asked when Din Djarin asks him like are you Mandalorian and he he quotes his father from Attack of the Clones he quotes Jango Fett he's like I'm just a simple man making his way through the galaxy that was freaking awesome he's just like I'm a meme he should have just said that (laughs) (laughs) I'm a simple meme making his way through the galaxy (laughs) the internet so Mikey Boba Fett comes down and he's trading Grogu's safety for his armor back. He, he's got him dead to rights. He wants his armor back. But can you explain kind of maybe the psyche behind... I'll just spoil it. At the end of the episode, 
Boba and Mando are just flat out teaming up in their team Grogu. They're just flat out traveling the universe trying to get Grogu now together. How do they build to that? Uh, well, we have all of those stormtroopers who end up being just uh, a distraction for the dark troopers to take away baby Grogu. And, uh, yeah, I guess Boba Fett doesn't really have to sit, have to help Mando, but it's just, he's part of the clan, so I, I guess he's just, like, indebted to one of his own, so he doesn't have to, but he's being a good guy, and Mando obviously has no ship now, and I don't know, it was kind of like a just two two guys head nodding at each other and like acknowledging <laughs> that they need each other it's like no words need to be spoken it's just like bro i need i need a solid here and bro code yeah it's like they're they're basically family like there's like not many family. mandos left so why wouldn't they help each other i feel like in a way this is almost making chewy and han's relationship make more sense like in hindsight like i guess in this universe having this life packed and being like super true to principle is like a thing. I feel like, yeah, the Mandalorian earns a lot of people's respect. We saw that a few episodes ago with Cobb Vanth because they were about to shoot each other too. And then they're like, all right, let's work together for a little bit and cut a deal. Like, <laughs> I think people respect mm -hmm. him and then they decide to work with him. Plus he's so cool. Like, yeah, I want to hang out with that guy more. I want to see what he's up to. <laughs> Just look at him. <laughs> But honestly, I was like kind of shocked that his ship was destroyed because it's almost like a character uh, now in the series, and yeah. there's nothing left of it. So I I thought that was like mm -hmm. kind of unexpected for me personally. Press F to pay respects. We spent a lot of time like fixing up the Razor Crest this season, <laughs> like and that was all for naught. Yeah. Like, uh, sorry, fish guy, <laughs> your nets are gonna go unused. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Do you guys think uh, Boba Fett will die in this series and Mando will take over control of the Slave One, a.k.a. his, his ship? No one's ever really gone. Yeah, he'll <laughs> die just like he fell into a Sarlacc yeah. pit. Something about this episode, like a couple episodes ago, we said like the it felt a little like Skyrim questy when they were going on a mission, like... This is got this is going to be the most fun level in the Mandalorian video game. Like it so much feels like a video game with like the waves of stormtroopers coming and eventually Baby Yoda's shield goes down and you have to protect Baby Yoda and he's going to have a health <laughs> yeah. bar and you have a health bar and you can't let either health bar run out like it's Oh man. When is this video game coming? I'm so ready for it. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to get a job at EA. Mikey, what do you think of uh I'm also a big fan of your boy Indiana Jones. So, what'd you think of that, like, slight Indiana Jones reference with the big rock rolling down the hill and <laughs> the stormtroopers for oh, some reason not yeah. running to the side? They just try to run away from it. <laughs> uh, is, okay, what is what is the deal with this whole these whole scenes with the stormtroopers? Like, they, the Empire has infinite money and they hire these losers to command. <laughs> All of these dumb idiots and they like cannot think for themselves the guy on the turret is shooting at a rock like a moron like you're not gonna do anything to the rock i don't know like what is, is that a whole meme that they're just supposed to be so fucking dumb that 
Of course the Jedi cannot lose in this universe. Every evil organization needs putties. <laughs> I know, but, but guys, like, they look so cool. Yeah, uh, I know. That's the thing is they are so cool looking, <laughs> especially the guy, the guy with the the shoulder thing, the red shoulder thing. He looks the awesome. The orange shoulder pad. <laughs> but it's just they're so dumb, and it's hard to take them seriously in anything that they do because they're terrible shots, and they don't know how to get out of the way of stuff. I think it has a lot to do with self-gratification. I'll stop referring to masturbation directly on this pod as much, but like, this is John Favreau being like, Robert Rodriguez, you grew up with stormtroopers, kill them in the coolest ways, like, you know how. I know, I just want them to be competent, though, at least. Just, they're so stupid. If the stormtroopers showed up and suddenly just fucking wrecked everyone, that would be like, no one would accept that, Mikey. <laughs> that would be so unfounded. <laughs> Speaking of Robert Rodriguez, did you guys like the look of the action? I listened to a couple podcasts before this, and I heard like some mixed reviews in terms of the way that the action was framed. I thought it like I thought it was a cool battle scene. I loved it. it okay, cool. so if you've played Star Wars Battlefront, you you felt like you were playing the game at one point during this. We've but lost also, the command point. They used, <laughs> you they they used one of the direct. Uh, like when you start signing into a game and it's loading, and it goes. They did that. That was like <laughs> Boba Fett's like rocket launcher made that exact same video game noise. I loved it, Pappy. I, honestly, like I didn't have any qualms with that. I, I thought it was cool too. Like Boba Fett's intro with his armor it was like, first of all, he looks massive in the armor and he's like a real tanky looking boba fett this yeah. time around and mm -hmm. he's just like beating the shit out of everybody and he has a really cool action scene and all of the stormtroopers are terrified of him and then when he shoots that rocket and turns around and it explodes behind him it's like cool guys don't look at explosions classic <laughs> awesome meme right there and boba fett looks sick in his armor it was like a really cool redemption for like how awful his exit was from the Star Wars franchise for so long is like he is still a badass to see. He uses so many gadgets too to dispatch his foes. It's amazing. Um, I think that's about it. There's actually a little epilogue. First Mando stops by, and Pappy Gina Carano is on another Mando episode, I guess. Yeah, and <laughs> the predictions here are right too. Like she did turn straight, but she helps him out with a little favor, and then happy this last scene with moth and we've talked about before how it's kind of jarring Corey, i think you said that when we see things with gideon and it's out of um mando's perspective but mm -hmm. can you just at least lay out what happens here at the very very end yeah one of my favorite parts of the very very end here is moth opens up the chamber where baby yoda is and even he's like whooping stormtrooper ass he's just like <laughs> swinging them all around with the force it's hilarious but yeah uh apparently like i forget that he gets like tranked or something and they put him in shackles i remember that and like yeah that he's he calls dr pershing and alludes to the fact that they now have their their donor so it's looking pretty pretty tragic for for baby yoda at this point those baby shackles are so sad. It is. Dude, I think the worst part was when after he was choking everybody out and he got tired, he was making those like you could hear him breathing really heavy, like like a baby breath, and it was ah, oh, it was so it was so sad. <laughs> but it was so funny seeing 
Gustav Fringo. Oh, so sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> I did like how they gave him more of like a personality, and he's not just you know a yeah. stone face imperial officer. Yeah, he was like toying with him, especially when he pulled out the dark saber. Like ah ah ah. Does cool. well, anybody have any final thoughts here on episodes 13 and 14? I have a, a couple, but I'll save the first one. When the Mandalorian uh, went to his wrecked ship and, you know, Baby Yoda had been abducted and he, he pulled out the ball and it had the sad music playing, I almost wept. I was <laughs> so bad. And that's as close as I get, man. I was I was almost there. A really sad scene, really well done, and I think everyone felt like some kind of heartbreak from this episode. It was, you know, we care about this little guy like he does now. It's, and he's he's adorable too. Kyle, you're closer to like the pulse of the Star Wars community, operating a memes page, and now a a store, and also being a member of several forums. Is it generally universally positive so far to this point for the Mandalorian? Like, is anybody? have the hot take that they don't like it that hasn't started yet so (laughs) that'll probably come like mid next year where it's really popular to hate the mandalorian right now everyone's on board about six months ago everyone turned on baby yoda not everyone but like the prequel fans (laughs) what i call them zoomers um a lot of them talk shit about baby yoda specifically but uh the show is still in good standing (laughs) prequel fans that's a dark and scary bunch. <laughs> I'm calling it right now. I mean, I think they've been leading up to it, but it's Moff Gideon and Mando are definitely going to fight with the Darksaber versus that Beskar spear. It's got to happen. Good call. Originally, I thought, you know, that's why they were going to bring Ahsoka in so she could fight him because she has lightsabers. But nah, now that like the spear survived the crash, like it's going to happen. He's going to fuck. I think he's going to kill him. I still think they're going to do what I said on the last one. Like, he's going to gather up all his friends and they're going to have to, you know, take him on. We'll probably see Bo-Katan again, maybe even Cobb Vanth. They're going to, I mean, to take on those dark troopers that look like Lego Bionicle things. (laughs) They're definitely going to need some help. So does Moff Gideon have, like, force powers or is he just awesome? I don't think he does. I highly doubt they'll give him force powers. He's just got a cool sword. He's just awesome. I respect that. We're going to see Bill Burr again, too, so that's exciting. Oh, okay, wait, yeah. yeah. Can we yeah. talk <laughs> about that? That, like, <clears throat> Kylo, or, yeah, Kylo, let's do the Mr. Plinkett test. What can you tell me about Bill Burr's character, other than, like, describing his appearance? He's from Space Boston. Yeah, you know, you're describing <laughs> Bill Burr. There's no reason to bring back this character other than it's Bill Burr. Now. <laughs> I'm fine with it, and my my initial intuitive reaction was fuck yes, but that's because I like Bill Burr. But like, yeah, same. it's because it's Bill Burr, right? Like, there's no <laughs> other reason for that character to be brought back. <laughs> no, I mean they make it make sense because you know he was a former Imperial sniper, so it's like he has some side up, some type of insight towards the Empire and. Oh, what their strategy is. So he's are. a terrible shot. <laughs> he can't hit shit. I don't know how he's going to help them track the pl- that ship down, but it's the lead, there's, I guess. There's kind of a weird editing moment, too, when they were revealing Bill Barr's face. He's like, I need you to. I forget exactly how it worked, but Mando's basically like, I might need a favor from you. And then she starts, like, popping up all these criminals. 
and then he tells her, I need you to find the criminal I need. Like, after <laughs> she's doing it or something. I don't know if anyone else m- noticed that, but... <laughs> Jersey's gonna pick one at random. I got one. <laughs> yeah, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> I know the type you like to hang out with, Mando, but let's go ahead and get our final yes or no's here. Mikey, will you, do you mind kicking us off for these, going east to east again? Yeah, uh, they're obviously both hard yeses. I still love the show. I have not turned on Baby Yoda yet, like the prequel weirdos. <laughs> uh, I like everything. And, like, we didn't talk about how Ahsoka looks, but, like, she's a one-to-one to how the cartoon looks. And I haven't seen the cartoon, but I've seen pictures of Ahsoka. And, like, for such a crazy-looking character, like, great job on the practical effects used on Rosario Dawson. Like, incredible job because that could really that could really have gone a different way and looked really weird and kind of horrible but I thought it looked great and yeah she seems like a really cool person and PK's idea of her having her own spinoff show chasing Grand Admiral Thrawn that sounds really cool Um, I hope that wasn't just the one-off thing that seems like they've been building up to Rosario Dawson playing this character for so long just to have this brief moment with her would seem kind of like a waste, but I don't know. I, I like everything about the series still so far, and I'm glad Ma- Mando's getting some more armor or equipment and stuff, so I love that video game stuff. Can't wait for the last couple episodes. Uh, I think up next, I already gave these two episodes a yes at the beginning of the pod, but uh, yes for both. Um, yeah, Ahsoka, I think turned out great rosario dawson pulled it off um mm-hmm. in really good fashion i think she yeah, people were worried about the voice but i think she actually sounded like you know a mid 40 year old ahsoka what she would kind of sound like and um yeah I, lo- I thought it was really cool that she name dropped yoda i know pappy you're kind of like eh, when it comes to like bringing up too much of the past and linking it to the the movie universe but I thought that was cool and she's a badass and I'm glad they kind of uh, kept it real there but yeah the second episode was I think even better and um, Robert Rodriguez killed it and made everybody get in the feels but also had like not just for Baby Yoda but I think pe- seeing Boba Fett in action and all that stuff people have been waiting like 40 years for that so I think that was a really cool moment to have for some of the old original trilogy fans that grew up with that stuff, which, I mean, I did, but no, nah, I wasn't born when it first came out. So I think that was a really cool moment. So, yeah, excited to see the gang get back together for the last two episodes and for shit to hit the fan. So I'm ready. Cool. I'll insert myself here, Josh from Goshen. I'll give both of these, both of these episodes a pretty hard yes. But I do have a hard warning. I used to be really into the television show Sons of Anarchy. Oh, and same. For me, that show jumped the shark when Jax's son, like baby son, started getting like kidnapped all the time. <laughs> and like that was right at the end of season two when that happened then. So like I'm really wary going into this with like I don't think this is a well they can keep coming back to. Like Baby Yoda can't be stolen every season, and then there's a big rescue mission at the end to get him back. So I'm really hoping it's well done, and I think they can do it, but there is some cynicism moving forward for me. 
Uh, this is Pappy. I'm gonna. One thing I didn't mention on episode or chapter thirteen, I I really didn't like the look of the planet. Like I get it thematically. Like Mikey said, it's like the perils of capitalism. It's like extreme industry, and it's grossly smoggy and overcast, and everything's kind of brown. But it just kind of made it an unpleasant Cleveland watch. Yeah, Gary, <laughs> Indiana. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go more not a soft yes but more of a soft yes a softer yes for the jedi and then just a regular yes for the tragedy um these episodes remind me a lot of like when we would do a couple mcu movies a year and we'd have pk on and i would feel like just such like a fucking like out of the loop old person like having to look up like who is this person and like what is the context to the broader like universe in which they exist and it's just kind of I don't know. I don't... It's kind of a bummer having to do that. You know what I mean? Like, I, I get that I probably should have watched, like, The Clone Wars or whatever, but, like, I don't know who Ahsoka Tano is. Like, I don't know if we need to keep coming back to Boba Fett. And, like, I could... I'm not predicting this, but I could see a world in two or three seasons where they bring back, like, one too many characters and they change something about them or they mismanage that character and all of a sudden everyone's going to hate the Mandalorian and, like, all of a sudden all these good graces are going to be burned. So, like... I, I hope the series keeps moving forward. I'm more of a fan of new planets, new people, new settings. But I, I, when I'm watching The Mandalorian, I'm a very happy pappy. So yes to both episodes at the end of the day. Kylo, bring us home. Yeah, I'm going to give both a yes, hard yes. I really love this series a lot. I really like Star Wars, and uh, they're doing some really good stuff with The Mandalorian. I want to make a couple unlikely predictions. So these are things that could happen, but probably won't. We know that Grogu was calling out to someone through the Force. The I think the obvious, but probably won't be used answer is Luke Skywalker. This is like after Return of the Jedi and he's just like the shit. He's like the Jedi in the galaxy right now. So I feel like realistically, if it should go to anyone, should be him. Probably won't do that though. Probably bring Ahsoka back. Second unlikely prediction, during his experimentation, Grogu ends up getting killed. The next mm. season is Mando and his friends getting revenge. Mm. Probably won't oh do that God. either because I imagine he sells a lot of plushies. But uh, <laughs> I do really love the Mandalorian a lot, so just just a yes. I mean, we've said it all. One more thing, Kylo, uh, off something that you mentioned. Uh, you mentioned Tombstone, episode 28 of Spoilers. That very 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 soon is no longer going to be available anywhere so we encourage you to look for our patreon uh link and also spoiler man will tell you how to reach out to us but yeah please do support our patreon and spoiler man take us away got him spoiler man here our email is podcast spoilers at gmail.com Twitter is at spoilers underscore pod. Our Instagram is podcast spoilers. It's lit. Josh Hensley from the Rutabaga wrote our theme song. Please support this podcast by leaving us an iTunes review. That was spoilers.